Welcome to the Understanding Project Management Discussions podcast. This is Dave Barrett. My discussion today is with Nikisha Welch. Nikisha is a graduate of the Project Management Program and has since been working at a local marketing agency, first as a project coordinator, but now as a project lead. Throughout the discussion, she provides advice to prospective project managers on topics such as networking, certifications, and interviewing strategies. As will be evident during our discussion, her approach is determined and purposeful, and it is very useful advice for anyone looking to enter the project management profession. Here is my discussion with Nikisha Welch. Hi, Nikisha, how are you doing? Hi, Dave, I'm doing great. Good, good. Well, it's good to see you after all these years. We were talking before beforehand that we started, and I think it's it's been like four to five years since you since you were uh, in the, the in the, the the PM program. So it's good to see you after all this time. Yes, it's been a while. I think it was around 2016 when I joined the project management program. Yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been a while. So um, so the theme of our discussion. Uh, today, or at least where I wanted to start was um, many who come into the project management discussion, they want to be project managers or hopefully do. And one of the one, one of the, the, the challenges of project management is that most or a lot of project management roles say you need, you know, five years of experience or you need to have managed projects. And so there's this paradox of you need experience to be a project manager, but how do you get the experience of a project manager if you can't so so there's this paradox that 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 it, it, it that exists so what i wanted to, to first ask you is well how did you approach this you know you are currently in a in a in a project management role in a marketing uh, and communications type agency and you know you were able to uh, succeed there what tell, tell us uh, tell us what you did well, for me, when I started, I, I had that challenge where I thought I couldn't get a project management job because of the lack of experience, but I took the approach of trying to get my foot in the door. I started by applying for project coordinator roles. So that's how I got my foot in and started to work my way towards becoming a project manager. And even though they asked for project, some form of project management experience, even though I didn't have the formal experience, I had previous work experience that could be applied to project management. So right. what I would say is, look at what you've done in the past. And throughout your studies, you can tell what's required for project management. And sometimes you're actually carrying out those duties in volunteer work, in part-time jobs and those can be applied to help you become more marketable. Yeah, what what type of what what type of, of jobs were you able to identify? Like you're saying that you were able to reach back and talk about your past experience. Um, what what types of things did you did you uh, do before and and how did you sort of position that to be, you know, applicable to a project coordinator role? Okay, so my background, I had experience working at a brokerage firm in Jamaica. So that's finance. 
And in project management, you need to know how to make budgets and work along with those budgets. So finance is important. I also worked in Japan as an English teacher. And in teaching, I had to create lesson plans and creating lesson plans and working, creating a curriculum for the students that involves quite a bit of planning and that's involved in project management. Right. Now, while, while at Conestoga, I worked part-time at a real estate firm and I was their admin coordinator. So I had to work with all the realtors, work with lawyers and different different legislative bodies. And in project management, you need to work with a cross-functional team. So working with all these people provided me with some form of experience. And I was able to apply that in my role as a project coordinator. And I, and I think that's that's really that's really interesting that and and really smart that you were able to look at roles like teaching, for example. I'll I'll, I'll choose that one because I teach. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right; there is a lot of planning. There's a lot of you've you've got to kind of map out the term. You got to think about what you're doing. You got to schedule. And so, if you really kind of if you really kind of think of it, you can sort of say, "Hey, I've done a lot of the things in a different context." And you know, even if it's like you had some sounds like some really you know um, really good work experience, but even if it's working at a you know fast food place or something like that, even if it's a, a like like. Um, saying perhaps not as complex a work, there's probably elements that you could draw out to say, you know, this is a case where I had to manage some people, I had to work with customers, I had to influence, you know, I had to resolve conflicts and so on. That you can, you can, and so that's one of the challenges. Um, I, I, you used the expression before, you get your foot in the door, you know. What that that's like that's a visual visual metaphor of sticking your foot before they close it. What did you what what did you mean by the foot in the door? What did you do to get that foot in there? Well, what I meant was sometimes you see a position in a company, the ideal position that you would like, but you're not there as yet in terms of quali qualifications and experience. But you may see another position that you are qualified for and you could start working, you could try to get that position and prove yourself while at the company and work your way up. So that's what I mean in terms of getting your foot in, getting, just getting face-to-face -face with the people who make the decisions to hire, hire you for the positions that you want. Right, right. So sometimes maybe taking a, a lesser role, a different role and so yeah. on. Um, in our conversations, um, and, and prior to us, uh, as we were lining up our discussion, you, you used a you used a word that sometimes strikes fear in the heart of many people. Doesn't matter how experienced you are, it was the word networking that you, that you used. Um, and so, how do you did did you do some networking to to as you, as you were graduating and 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 uh, you know did was was that something that you did as part of your strategy? It was actually. So I did, for my second program at Conestoga, networking was a major part of the program where we had, we had assignments to do, where we had to consciously make an effort to meet three people within the field that we want to work in and try to set up coffee interviews or just have a chat with them to learn more. 
And I used LinkedIn a lot. So I searched for people who had titles that I, that I aspired to have, and I tried to reach out to them. And not only LinkedIn, um, networking with your lecturers, networking with, or networking with people within your classroom, because you don't know who will end up in which position after they leave school. So just creating a relationship, creating a genuine relationship that um, may be able, may be useful in the future. Yeah, that's, I, I've often found that, like you said, just talking to people, like, and just getting to know them and with no real specific purpose other than getting to know them, because like you said, you never know, you know, after graduation, perhaps they could be working for a company that you want to, to you'd like to get your foot in the door there, or you know, like you said, one of your, the faculty members, they, they might have some sore, they might know someone at that company and so on. And so, you know, sometimes the easy part of, of networking is like, we often, often when we think of networking, everyone, I, I think a lot of people have this image of having to walk into a room, you know, and everyone's talking to each other and you somehow have to go up to them and talk to them. And that, that's almost the most intimidating form of networking. But there are other forms, like you mentioned, you've mentioned a couple, one which was LinkedIn, you know, yeah. which is which is not as intimidating as as walking up to a stranger in a in a crowded room and saying, hello, my name is like so. So that that's that is that is um, sometimes difficult to do. It's good training to do it or good to try it. Um, but you did mention uh, LinkedIn which I, which I, I, I want to come back to. But the other one you mentioned was just talking to people, you know, like, you know, your lecturers, your, your classmates. And I've often found that, you know, if you just talk to people and you just talk about interests and, you know, somewhere along, sometimes some magic happens, like they'll, they'll, you, you'll be saying, oh yeah, I'm a, you know, project management student and I'm looking for this. And they may say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know my friend is looking for a project coordinator let me you know and it never would have it would not have happened had you not talked to them mm -hmm. uh, now you have to talk to a lot of people it doesn't happen every time mm -hmm. uh, it just happens once in a while um, the question i have about linkedin is is you know you, the three people you had to have coffee with as part of the program and you said that was in your second program that you took uh, which i believe was a marketing related program as you were you're saying before, um, which is a good combination. You, I think that was a, uh, it's often good to pair project management with something like it, rather than just standing on its own, you need something to manage, right? So you sort of chose the marketing field, yeah. uh, which was good. That was, I, I think, probably an interest that you had. Um, so, okay, you had to get these three, you know, coffee chats or, or whatever as part of your assignment. My question is, how many people do you like, and this goes back a few years, but how many people did you have to, did you try to approach on LinkedIn to get those three? Like, do you remember approximately? I approached, I can't remember the number. I approached a few and I do know that I used, so I searched, as I said, I searched based on their titles and even even recently. So I don't think networking ends once you've landed a job. It's no. good to maintain a presence within the industry that you're interested in. 
even recently I saw someone who was who is actively involved in the CTT chapter of PMI and I reached out to her um, just letting her know that oh I saw your profile and your she's she has basically taken a path that I aspire to so I, I was wondering if we should we could connect and she actually offered we should meet up for coffee sometimes and chat so it's Sometimes it, it won't always go like that. There will be people who won't respond or may be negative towards you, but it's just a part of life. You just have to try somewhere else. And in terms of the networking where people are afraid to like go in a room and talk to people, I did do that at one of just searching online for networking events that was pre-COVID. And I went and tried to join the conversation and we ended up exchanging LinkedIn contacts and then maintained the connection after. So yeah. Yeah. that's good. So you were able to you 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 were able to conquer that. I don't know if you had that fear, but you, you were able to conquer that fear. Yeah, it's it's nerve-wracking sometimes uh, because you're in a room filled with people who you don't know. And yes. some especially if there is a group of people having a conversation and it's like how do I break into this conversation and what do I say? So you just listen and if there's something of interest, you just uh, make a comment. And just bear in mind that if it's, especially if it's a networking event, people are there for that. So most times they're, they are receptive. Right. Yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a really good point is people are, are not there. If it's, if it's a networking event, they're not there just to talk to their friends. They're, they're there to, they're, mm -hmm. they're also there to, build their network and so on. I do want to comment on your, make reference to your comment that uh, networking continues after you get, you get a job. And that is, that is a huge point that I just want to really circle that to say, it doesn't stop there, right? Because the time to network and know people, a network is even, you know, it, it's sometimes just, just meeting people and, and, you know, I like it, I like increasing your network. The time to do it is before you need it, right? Like, all, like that, that's, that's the real realization is don't wait until you need a job, you know, or, or are out of your job, you know, like let's say the company you're at downsizes or, you know, moves away and now suddenly you're out of a job and then, oh my goodness, I haven't, I haven't done anything with my network for the last four years. That's when people get, you know, kind of, it's tough. So it's a really good tip to always do so. And, you know, like you gave the example of, of contacting the person from, from PMI, the local chapter, um, you know, that, that's something where they'll, they'll, they'll sometimes say yes. And, and like you said, you know, sometimes people just won't respond. You have to be okay with somebody saying, you know, you have to go through a no, a few no's sometimes to get a yes. So that's a, that's a good point. Um, what do you think about certifications for for new for new grads getting in? Did you, did you certify like a CAPM uh, yes. or or anything else in your journey? Yes, I did both CAPM and PMP. So a part of the project management program, I'm not sure if you still do it, the Capstone project, and where we work towards the yep. certification. We so do. the preparation that we get at school, it's it's gearing towards cap M. So I figured while it was fresh in my mind, I would go right after and get certified. So I did that right after school. 
And then last year, I had more time due to COVID and working from home. I decided to work on the PMP certification. And especially because with that one, you need some amount of project management experience in order to take that exam. So I took more time to do that one. I think it's very useful. Yeah. Um, you learn a lot, a lot of best practices because sometimes certain things that you're doing, there are better ways to do it. So it's good for that. And if you wanna make yourself more marketable, if you look at a lot of job postings, you'll see CAPM or PMP certification is an asset. So it doesn't hurt to have it. Right. Right. So, so just to review, so you got your, your cap M sort of as you were looking like post-graduation and then your PMP while you, after you were working, is that? Yes, yeah. I did. I did. And I think that's fairly typical because, you know, like you say, PMP, you're, you're, well, I mean, in terms of the acronym certified associate of project management is the cap M and project management professionals, PMP, um, PMP requires a, you know, a number of years of, of actual experience, like, you know, um, so, so that's, that's good. That's, that's a good sequence that you, that you did. Um, is there any other, like in terms of, if you were talking to, if we had a group of, of project management uh, graduates who were just about to graduate from the program, is there anything else that you'd advise to them in terms of, of, of setting out and, and catching on with a company in terms of a, a project-related role? Hmm. In terms of a project-related role, I would say because project management is, project management can be in a wide variety of fields, find an area of project management that you're interested in, something that will excite you. Um, I was really interested in marketing and that's why I targeted a marketing, I tried to get into a marketing company, although I was open to other options. Um, so I would say be open to, and just know that you, you won't know everything. Once, when you get on the job, there will be a lot more to learn and you learn, you do learn things during the program, but sometimes um, you won't necessarily use everything. Um, but when you're in the field, there's still more for you to learn because each company has their own, they have their own way of doing things. So it's a never ending learning process. Right. And I just think project management is an awesome field to be in because it can be used in any area. Right, right. Well, I agree. I agree. That's one, that's one of the things I've, I've said to my classes is it's, it's uh, I, I, I've always liked it because it's, it's, it, as you've mentioned, it, it, you, you, you never, you're, you're always learning about it, but it, it's, it's, um, uh, every day is a little different. Like it's, it's, it's very, very dynamic. And so that's, that's what I've always liked about it. Um, you're, that's a, a good segue when you said, we talked about, you know, you, 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 you know, you didn't, not everything was in the program could you possibly know, you know, coming into the, the organization? And that's true. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's a, there's almost a, every company is different. There's almost an infinite amount of, of information to, uh, to, to know. Um, but what were you, if, if, if you think back to the first couple of years, you know, 
a couple of years ago, say, what surprised you when, 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 you know, you came out of the program, you kind of learned, you know, PMI and their, you know, the, the, the theory of project management. And when you got into the, were there things that you went, oh, that's different. Like, <laughs> that, that, like, what, is there anything that kind of you went, hmm, that, that, that's different from what I thought it would be? Hmm. What made me think that's different? I think trying to, not sure. I know that in terms of software, because in the program we did use uh, Microsoft Project. Yep. The company I work at, we don't use Microsoft Project. So I had to learn a new software, but it's all, it's it's all similar because they all use the Gantt, the Gantt system and dependencies and things like that. Yeah. Um, in terms of what's different, being agile, like things don't always go as planned, like learning to be flexible and having a workaround when things aren't going how you want it to go. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots more, but it's just not coming to me now. Oh, I know, I know. It's, but, but a couple of things what you said there in terms, I agree, M, MS Project, I almost, I mean, there are a lot of organizations that use it. I'm probably not a lot of marketing organizations that, that use it. I, I wouldn't say it'd be, if you were working for, let's say more in the construction or engineering industries and so on, you probably would more, but as, but as you, you know, as you pointed out, it, it you know, and, and the reason why, I mean, ultimately it's a, it's a, it's a known tool. It, a, a lot of the other software packages have similar concepts of putting things in order and dependencies and resources and that type of thing. So that's good. And I agree on the, you know, I agree on the, and this is the part that's really difficult to describe to, to someone who's not been in a project role is that need to be flexible and, 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 and the ability to um, come up with alternate solutions to be agile to say okay well this was our scope but now the customer doesn't want it we got to do instead of x and y we got to do a and b yeah. you know and we need to do it in the same budget or, or so there's a lot of there's a lot of things that that don't go as smoothly as as we describe as we often describe it theoretically you know that yeah. so that's sometimes I think that's a that's something that a lot of times when when people go into organizations they start to realize kind of the somewhat almost chaotic um, environment they're in and they're trying to tame it you know yeah. you know yeah. so I don't yeah. know if that's if that's similar to what you found yeah that's true you don't get the textbook cases when right. you're working like things change you have to learn to adapt you have to, you can't get, you have to be, you, you have to know how to multitask and work on more than one project at a time or more than one campaign at a time. And you have to consider different factors when things change. If, the, if there is a delay, is it gonna affect the cost? Things like that. So you just have to be flexible and ready to move with the changes. Right. That's, I mean, that's, that's, um, that's one of the things I've, I've 
you know, again, tried to tried to describe is that, you know, it's, it's almost like the, the difference between when you're planning versus when you start to when, when things start to happen is that it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it often doesn't um, work according exactly the way you thought it would, but your, your ability to deal with that is, uh, is, is key. So, um, um, are there, are there areas of, of projects, you know, if you think back again to your project management education, is there, a, is there any areas that you'd say, you know what, that was the, that was the thing that I found most useful, you know, do you, you know, when you think back to, okay, I learned all these concepts, you know, and again, this is almost a message to, to current students or grads or, you know, soon to be grads of the program, you know, were there, were there things that you, you look back and say, yeah, that, I'm really glad I learned that, or maybe I should have learned it more. <laughs> like, does any, any of those kind of things come to mind? Um, one thing I'm glad I learned about is scope creep. Yes. In terms of trying or, or gold plating to trying to give a client more than they ask for or more than what's required. Sometimes we go above and beyond to please a, to please a client when that's not exactly what was agreed upon. So trying to avoid scope creep. And in terms of the, the program that I did at Conestoga, the capstone project, I, I learned a lot. I, I think for my project, we did uh, back to no, it was a guitars, guitars for kids fundraiser. I remember that. Oh, you do remember that. I do, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, that that was a fun experience. And I think it it was a very real life experience. In it was a practical experience and gave us the chance to practice some of the things that we learned in the program and just working with this actual stakeholder. That was a that was a good preparation for working. And just this, the stakeholder in terms of the Guitars for Kids Foundation, the venues that we had to use, the students, it, it was a good learning experience. And I can draw on that. And I think even in my interview process in talking about projects that I've worked on, I use that as an example of, thing, of something that I did in project management. Yeah, I, 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 that's actually interesting, the interview process. Um, I do think that when you're interviewing, if you can demonstrate to the interviewer, to the manager, to the, you know, whoever it is, the owner of the company, that if you can demonstrate that it's not like you're saying you think you can do it, you can point to say, I have done this, like maybe it's not quite as big or complicated, but you, if you can demonstrate, you know, experience of, of having done something that is some way similar, it increases the confidence of the, of the, of the person who's interviewing you. So like, that, I think that was a really good idea. Yeah. Um, any other advice? And that, that actually brings an interesting, I, I wasn't even thinking of interviewing, but that is the, you know, that is the thing to get, you know, after you get your foot in the door, <laughs> you know, the next step is the interview. What would you say to students in terms of interviewing in terms of what would, what would you advise? You know, you've got one thing, which is, you know, pull back on you bring some experience forward uh, if you can but is there anything else you'd, you'd advise in terms of the interview process I would say research about the company for one 
and try to be calm and comfortable and treat it like a conversation, but put enough effort into it to show that you care about the interview. And try to, well, talking about your past experiences is good. And don't be afraid to talk about, like if they've asked you how you've failed or something that you did wrong that you've learned from, try to have an example of things like that because companies want to know how you deal with things when they don't go as planned. Right. And uh, yeah, just be polite and confident. Right. Yeah, no, that's, a, I, I like, you know, I, I like your point. I mean, there's, there's always the dreaded, you know, tell me your, 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 your greatest, your three greatest strengths, and then tell me your great three greatest weaknesses. That, that is all, people always struggle with the weaknesses of, oh, my greatest weakness is I work too hard or something, or I'm too <laughs> conscientious. Uh, but, you know, you make a good point that if you can show, you know, show places where you're not, nobody, nobody's perfect. They're, they're not expecting you to be perfect or anyone else, but if you can demonstrate to them where you had a challenge and how you overcame it, that's, that's huge because first of all, you're being, you know, somewhat, you know, you know, somewhat real, the believable, not to say, well, I've never failed. I've never done anything wrong. Well, that's, that's not, no one believes that. Um, so you're being truthful, but you're not just leaving at that of, well, I really messed up that one project and then say nothing. That wouldn't be good. But then if you go on to say, you know, and I did this, this, and this, I, you know, looked at options, I came up with a solution, I worked with my customers, whatever it was, that then you, you want them to be able to imagine you working for their organization. That's the key thing you want to do is, is paint them a picture that they can see you in their company. And it sounds like you did that. And as you talk about uh, them seeing you in, in their company, a lot of organizations talk about fit, um, yes. having the right fit. When we prepare our resumes and our cover letter, we highlight all our best qualities. When you go to the interview, that's the time to show your personality, show what you bring different to the table and not just regurgitate what's on your resume. Right, agreed. No, I, I, and, I, and I absolutely agree with you. Fit is, I mean, it's, it's what I look for. When I, when I have interviewed, you know, or interview in future, like being the interviewer, is it's all about fit. It's all, it's all about, you know, you, you need to have the basic capabilities to do the work, of course, you know, you have to have, you'd have to have, you know, some capability of doing it. But the, to me, the, the, the at least as, as important and probably more important is will this person fit in our team? Are they going to be supportive? Are they going to be a good team member? Are they going to be there when the chips are down, you know? And, and not going, well, you know what, I, I got to get going because, you know, I, I, it's all about me that there, there is this team player sort of fit that most organizations look for. So that's a, that, that's a really good thing to keep in mind for sure. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, Nakisha, this has been a, a, a great talking to you and, and you've, you've offered a whole bunch of advice to, to, uh, uh, students and prospective project, you know, coordinators and managers. So I, so I thank you for taking the time of uh, uh, for, for talking with me. 
Thanks for having me, Dave. And it was really lovely seeing you after okay. so many years. And yeah. I wish you all the best with the project management program. Oh, 